Hello, everybody, and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. My name is Adam Homey. I'm your host, and I am honored and grateful for your decision to join us today. As the name says, our listeners are business creators, and they fall into one or more or four different categories. We have our entrepreneurs, which include small business owners and local business owners. We have marketing and business coaches. We have the folks who help others build their businesses, what we call the business creators. And we have the do-it-yourselfers who love to have your own hands on the marketing levers as you promote and grow your business. If you are one or more of the above, please take a moment. Explore episodes and discover how our experts help you win at the game of business and marketing at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also, be sure to check us out on iTunes. Just do a search for Business Creators Radio Show. Every five-star rating, greatly appreciated, helps us help more business creators just like you. And the feed is updated weekly with fresh, powerful, valuable content. Today... I'm very excited to bring on somebody who can help us with understanding the importance of a supercharged LinkedIn profile page. One of my personal regrets about social media marketing is LinkedIn way too often gets left out of the conversation. I see so much data out there on social media marketing, and it's always Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, Flavor of the Week, platform and LinkedIn never seems to show up in this conversation or at least not as nearly as much as it should which is a real darn shame because for those who complain that social media is way too much about sharing pictures of cats and sharing pictures of recipes and vague booking and all these other things LinkedIn is a platform where you have hundreds of millions of viewers who are ready right now looking for someone like you who can solve their problems, realize their solutions, and make things happen for them, and it's a pure business environment. There's no reason why you should be avoiding LinkedIn and every reason why you should be on LinkedIn. Not to mention that LinkedIn is a search engine that helps people find you, and it's also a search engine optimization tool that can get you found on Google. For these reasons and more, I'm so happy to have with us today Donna Serdula, who will teach us about the importance of a supercharged LinkedIn profile page. Donna loves LinkedIn. She's a professional brand strategist, foremost expert in LinkedIn in LinkedIn profile optimization, and author of a book called LinkedIn Makeover, Professional Secrets to a Powerful LinkedIn Profile. She's proven that a strong LinkedIn profile is the key to performing well on LinkedIn. And you'll learn more about her LinkedIn profile and writing branding services. Her website is LinkedIn-Makeover.com. Donna, welcome aboard. Thank you, Adam, for having me. I, I really appreciate being here. Yeah, what's really what's really awesome is that LinkedIn is really one of our more popular topics on the Business Creators Radio Show. We've had other folks here to present on LinkedIn before. It always trends extremely well. They're is a significant community within the business creators world that understands the importance and the value of LinkedIn is looking to move it beyond Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, and the video social platform flavor of the month. So what I'd like to do here before we dive in, because you're going to share a ton of information with us, is let's take a step back and give those of our mm-hmm. listeners who may not have heard of you yet a chance to get to know you a little bit. So just tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you to where you are today. 
Sure. So I was not always a LinkedIn profile writer. That was not always uh, what I did for a living. Um, I used to be in sales. And not just uh, just not sales, but I was in a very competitive sales environment. And this was years and years and years ago. And it was, it was back then that I, I realized that, you know, as I was making 70 uh, cold calls before noon, you know, and I'm trying to build my territory, I, I realized that, you know, there's, there's, there's something else going on here. And business is innately personal and people do business with people. And, and as I was out there trying so desperately to, to just to find business and to find those, those prospects and those opportunities, I realized that you know, people were researching me. They wanted to learn more about me because I was, the, I was their point person. I was the one that they were going to be doing business with. And they were Googling my name. Right. And they were finding really the only thing they were finding on me was my LinkedIn profile. And back then, my, my profile was nothing more than a copy and paste of my resume. And when I had this realization that, oh my gosh, you know, this is what people are finding. And this is the, the opinion that they're, they're, they're forming <laughs> about me, this out-of-date, dull drive, boring resume. I realized, wow, here's an, here's an opportunity to really stand out, to, to control how people perceive me. And it was back then that I, I optimized my profile for the first time. And, and it, it, it wasn't easy. It took a lot of trial and error. But you know, as, I, as I really figured out what, what worked and what didn't work, I found that you know, I was found more easily. And that you know, when I was going to these meetings, it was going better. And, and people were just relating to me. And, and my business started to grow. And I really owed it to LinkedIn and my LinkedIn profile. And it was from there that that first year, I, I took my territory from zero to 3.4 million. And then a few years after that, I decided to break free from corporate America. And I set off on my own path. And, and I started LinkedIn Makeover. That was back in 2009. Right. And now I have a team of people and we write LinkedIn profiles for executives, entrepreneurs, business leaders, and sales stars from all over the world. I love it. I love it. That's that's great. And you know, right around 2009 and 2010 is when we really saw LinkedIn begin to be recognized by the online entrepreneurial community as a portal for attracting more prospects and customers and growing their business. It was right around that time I really saw it start to happen. And I have a question related to that, but before we ask that question, and those of us who are regulars of the Business Creators Radio Show can already hear that drum roll in the background because they already know the next question is coming. Here in the Business Creators Radio Show, we provide the tools, techniques, and strategies to help entrepreneurs quickly grow their businesses. A lot of our listeners tell me, They have everything they need to implement anything that any guest expert shares with them, except for time and money. This is a question we ask every expert who appears on our show. And what I like is not only the variety of different answers, but also the variety of ways the question is interpreted. So, Donna, if you could tell me, how do time and money impact this whole thing about having an awesome LinkedIn profile? Sure. Well, you know, I think it all comes down to it's really hard to write about yourself. It's just, it's so difficult and people struggle with that. 
And so, you know, they, they want to have this great looking LinkedIn profile, but, you know, they just, they don't have enough time to sit down and do it. In fact, a lot of my clients tell me that they'll, they'll, they'll you know, they'll, they'll go out there and clean their garage and they'll uh, reorganize their kitchen cabinets before they honestly sit down and, and actually work on their LinkedIn profile. So and in terms of time and money, it's, it's, you know, they, they want to do it. They, they recognize the importance of it, but just to sit down and do it, it's just hard. And who has the time? And, and you know, when you go from there, it's, it's, you know, if you want to find opportunity, if you want to see an ROI off of LinkedIn, it's something that, that just it needs to be done. Um, you're not doing yourself any favors. You're not going to find any opportunities by just simply doing the quick thing, which is copying and pasting your resume. So, you know, in terms of time and money, I, I feel that we help by, by saving you the time and, and we help you make the money by, by optimizing it so you can collide better with opportunity afterwards. Right. I love that. I love that. Absolutely. So, um, again, you know, we talk about uh, search engine optimization, search engine marketing. We talk about client attraction, finding prospects, growing your list, growing your community. And LinkedIn is an opportunity to have right in front of you. Sure, it's going to take some time and there may be a monetary investment involved. But it's really something that I would say you should embrace. Now, the first question I'd like to ask you here is, you heard me mention earlier that one of my big concerns about the conversation related to social media marketing is everybody's talking about Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, and their flavor of the week or all-time favorite uh, photo-sharing social media platform. Uh, we can also count YouTube, uh, people's own blogs. There are so many things. We can even count Skype as a social media platform because it does have some of those capabilities. But LinkedIn just doesn't seem to get included in this conversation nearly as often as it should. So... It's sort of seen as the uh, the ugly uh, stepchild. Why LinkedIn but, is beautiful? You know, I think I think the reason is with LinkedIn, it's it's truly a professional network, and you're on it because you want to find opportunities, you want to brand yourself, you want to research people, you want to be found. Uh, it, it's it's for your career, and it's it's professional. And I think that's one of the reasons because I think a lot of times, you know, people probably would rather talk about, you know, what's going on in, on Game of Thrones on <laughs> Facebook or post pictures of their kids playing soccer. And so in, in some ways, it's, it's, not, it's probably not the most fun social network to be on, but it is the one social network that is going to deliver a true return on your time investment. Right. I've been told by others who I've asked this question to that part of the reason that LinkedIn just doesn't seem to always generate the same level of gaga excitement is because it doesn't have all the same apps and plugins and visible bells and whistles. It's really very much a communication tool. Like with Facebook, we have all these different apps we can do, all these fun things we can do with the fan pages and every other thing. And Twitter has a hundred different apps as well. But then yeah. with, Facebook, with LinkedIn, it just doesn't, it's not as happy. Yeah, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I mean, really? I think over the last the last few years, I mean, LinkedIn has has truly grown, and and for a very long time, it really was nothing more than your profile page and a, a engine to search that database. But it really has become so much more social over the last few years, 
Uh, in fact, they now have the publishing platform embedded into it so people can blog. You've yep. got the status updates. You've got notifications. Yep. You can change to your background so you can actually do a little bit more customization on the profile page. There's the groups and there's the company pages. They've got these influencers that you can follow. Uh, you know, I, I feel that at one time, I think what you said was absolutely true um, because it was. It was very much a shell of a, of a social network. But LinkedIn, especially since they've, they've gone public, they've, they've put a lot of money, a lot of effort into really redeveloping that platform and, and making it more social. And, and I, I think it's something to certainly you know, put some, some time and effort into looking at and, and seeing. But I, I do agree. I think, I think the business people, the professionals, those who are really interested in their career, they already know the power of LinkedIn. Oh, yes. Yeah, and I, and I, th- I think what's also very interesting here is what you pointed out is that over the past couple years, LinkedIn has really – some might say caught up or others might say evolved with a lot of these things that really make LinkedIn exciting and sexy, but the world just hasn't quite heard about it to the same degree they may have heard about some of the other social platforms. And I attribute part of that to the fact that they are on those other platforms and they're talking about what's going on in those particular platforms. Mm, yeah, yeah. And we and we we and we need more evangelists out there, making sure they're fully aware of everything that they're missing on LinkedIn, unless they get in on this. So join the party. Well, you know, I don't think LinkedIn really has any uh, hired evangelists out there. Uh, you know, touring the company, touting. You know, LinkedIn. It's 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 people like myself who who have used it, who love it, who who recognize the value, and and we sort of just stand up and wave our arms and say, hey, this is this is the place to be. I, you know, I, I, I often say LinkedIn pays me nothing. I am in no right. way affiliated with LinkedIn. I simply love the platform. I believe in it. And, you know, I, I think it's important for people to recognize the power of it. I mean, if you're looking for a job, if you're looking for business, if you're, if you're looking for partnership, whatever it might be, LinkedIn is the place to go. It really is. Right. Right, right, right. Here, um, here is what I'd like to explore as well. And I tell people this myself. LinkedIn is not only a social media network, it's also a search engine. Oh, yeah. Right. So what I'd like, to, what I think would be really valuable for our listeners, if they could hear from someone like you, who truly understands this and works with this every single day, some of the things we can do, like how the LinkedIn search engine works and how optimizing their profile and optimizing their presence can help them win in that search engine, which will help more of their prospects and best potential customers find them. Sure. So I'll, I'll give you a few tips. And I'll start off with one tip that very few people know, and that is when you search LinkedIn, you're not searching the entire LinkedIn database of users. You're only searching your own LinkedIn network. And that LinkedIn network extends out three degrees, and it contains all the members of groups that you belong to within LinkedIn. And that's it. And so if you want to be found and you want to find people, the first thing you need to do is make sure you have a large network because otherwise you're pretty much searching nothing. So my first tip in terms of just the optimization of of the search feature is make sure you're connecting. You know, really make sure that your offline network um, is, you know, reflected in your online network. You really want to make sure that you're really connecting with people and it's something that you do every day. You really need to make sure that your network is robust 
and that it's full. It's full of people that you know and you've met and people that you kind of know and people within your industry. Um, when you have a large network, then you can be found and you can find others. So that's that's my first tip. Right. So in a way, we're talking about degrees of separation. We talk about our network because, uh, you know, connections three levels out is like being three degrees of separation from somebody. So am I hearing you saying that we should be thinking about who we're connecting with in the first place to make sure that we're heading in the right direction network wise? Yeah, I mean, I believe that you, you really can only control your first degree. Um, you can also control the groups that you belong to as well. But you want to make right. sure that when you connect, when you have a nice amount, a strong amount of first degree connections, that means you're going to have you know, a ton of second degree and a ton of third. And it's really going to expand your, your network. So it's, it's important to connect. It's, I never say to people, look, connect low and wide, connect with everyone and their brother. I don't think it's, it's necessary to, to aim that, that low and wide. But I do think it's important to, to spend the time and really develop that network. You know, really make sure that all of the people that you've met along the way, you, you, you know, connect with on LinkedIn. That way you can get found and you can be found. Because quite honestly, you know, when, when, you're, when you're out there and you're searching LinkedIn, it's, it's not just that you're searching for people that you know. You're searching for people who know who, who, who you know. <laughs> you're right. looking for those mutual connections and you're looking for those inside connections. I'm there you know, for it. It's, yeah, it's, it's, taking, it's making those invisible connections visible, and that's, and that's what it does if you connect with enough people. Right, I, I agree entirely. Now, uh, so you're saying that we also should not accept every incoming request. Is that what you're saying as well? No, no, I'm, I'm not necessarily saying that. I'm just saying be careful with who you connect with because there are limitations within LinkedIn's realm. So, you know, you don't want to just aim low and wide and connect with everyone. Right. I mean, when I say connect with everyone, I'm, not, I'm saying don't go out there and, and, and connect, like invite all of these people that you don't know. Um, but, but if a person connects with you, if you receive the invite and you look at their profile and they look professional, Sure, why not? I would connect with them. Now, if, if they look like they're from Nigeria and they're going to put a large sum of money into your bank account for you, I might say no there. <laughs> that, that might not be the smartest person to connect with. But I did, um, but I but, did that you know, just yesterday. They're going to be sending me the money tomorrow. They promise. They're wiring it to you. <laughs> yeah, I, I just gave them my bank account routing and checking number and my social security number and, and my passport ID. They said they're going to have it to me within 24 hours via secure diplomatic pouch. Yeah, yes, and, and this is and this is the son of the former president of Nigeria. And if you can't trust that, who, who can you trust? Who, who can you trust? That's for sure. Right. But yeah, I think I think it's one of those things where you know, be be smart, be strategic, you know, but be open. You know, it's you don't have to have a closed network um, to, to 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 find opportunity. You want to be open. Uh, you know, I always say when you go to a networking event, you don't just stand at the corner corner, you know, talking to people that you already know. You go to a networking event to meet new people, and and you go out there and you have to, you know, meet people, meet people who you haven't met before. And the same thing goes for LinkedIn. So if a person is nice and they invite you to connect on LinkedIn, look at them. If they look good, go ahead, connect. What do you have to lose? Right. Right. Absolutely. Now, um, here's something else I want to explore here. Uh, You mentioned very early in our conversation that your initial LinkedIn profile was basically just a copy-paste of your resume. And I would ask, doesn't your LinkedIn profile in a way become your online resume? 
You know, I, I believe these are two totally different animals. You know, when you look at your resume, it's your professional past. It's what right. you did. And it's, 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 it's dry. It's, it should be dry. That's, that's the way these, these things are made. Uh-huh. So, but when you think of your LinkedIn profile, it's, it's really your career future. It's who you are. It's why a person should, should like you, want to do business with you, want to get to know you, want to pick up that phone to learn more. And so your, your LinkedIn profile really should be more conversational in tone, m- much more of a narrative. It should be a digital introduction. It, it's, it's your first impression, and, and you want it to read in a, in a friendly, open, uh, easy-to-read type of manner. And so it's, it's very different than that resume. Now, the information, there should be, it should complement each other. There should be an echo. We should be able to, to see your career trajectory, and those dates should match up, and the job title should match up. But, you know, I, I really have a problem when people just look and say, oh, yeah, it's the same thing, and they copy their resume into their LinkedIn profile, and then they, they scratch their head wondering, well, why am I not getting any business? Well, right. the reason you're not getting any business is because, you know, people aren't learning really anything about who you are and what you offer. They're just learning that you're, you know, an ethical professional with 30 years of dynamic experience, which, I mean... <laughs> Freaking whoop! I mean, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to write a resume that says I'm a time server? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, we have to be we have to be absolutely real about this. Uh, I mean, we have to we have to lay it out for for what it is. You know, it's kind of funny that you mention that because I, uh, you know, a few years ago I had this instance where somebody contacted me and it was a Friday afternoon, so I was up for any form of entertainment that was available and they started asking questions like uh, you know, you know, bear in mind what I do for a living, what everybody knows I do for a living. They started asking questions like uh, uh, are you good with Microsoft Word? And I'm thinking better than you. Uh, <laughs> what experience do you have with spreadsheets uh, more than you? Uh, have you ever used HTML to edit a web page? Uh, yeah, I've done high-five-digit product <laughs> launches and landing pages that can get 80% conversion, but I can probably use Dreamweaver to edit a word. So, again, Friday afternoon and I was up for anything. Um, so I eventually find out the zinger, which is they have an immediate opportunity. It can start Monday, and the best news of all is they can pay me up to $22 an hour. Oh, my goodness. And Here's, you said no to that opportunity, Adam. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Actually, for a minute, I was thinking about shutting down my business and going for it. Here's what happened is they accessed a copy of my resume from the year 2000. Ah, yeah, and and see, this is uh, and see, this can't happen to me anymore because I finally got around to getting a different cellular phone number. When I barely even use my cell phone now, so I finally took care of that. They were calling that number because it was on my resume from all those years ago, uh, which was yeah. already kind of suspicious because it came in through that line rather than through my business line. That was already a a place of suspicion right there. And uh, it was a resume that was basically geared towards helping me land the day job that I needed to get me through MBA school. Well, yeah, and so. if you think about it, like if you, and if you think about it, you know the people who are listening to your to to the show, they're they're probably not looking, you know, for jobs. Their goal right. is very different. They're looking for, uh, you know, opportunities. They're looking for clients. You know, they're looking for for business op. And 
in that situation, does the resume get you further towards those goals? It got it no. got it got it got me it, it <laughs> got me nowhere. It got me nowhere. It's like it's like what it got me was this unsolicited lecture about the importance of keeping my resume up to date so I attract the right things to which I said, well, you know, and uh, and perhaps the resume database you search, you should probably ask them if their information is less than 10 years old. Thank you very much and mm-hmm. uh, good luck to you. <laughs> but uh, but see, but see, the reason I thought of that as you were telling your story is because a resume is something that's very static. It's a piece of paper or a PDF or what have you that gets handed around and it can get locked in time and hold information mm-hmm. that's 10 years old and you get all these weird inquiries out of nowhere. I mean, again, this happened on a Friday afternoon and I was up for anything. But uh, any other day of the week, I might have bit their head off and asked them what kind of drugs they were on and could they please hook me up with their supplier because I could use a checkout from Reality every once in a while. With your LinkedIn profile, that's dynamic. Yeah. That doesn't reflect the hey. uh the three hundred percent you saved by maximizing office supplies or what have you. It was mm-hmm. it's all about where you're going, what you're looking to attract and how you're reaching them. Right, exactly. Exactly. And and it's it's going to it should support your goals. And so, you know, people often say to me, but you know, if I'm gonna write my own LinkedIn profile or, or when you write it for me, you know, what what are the first things you need to know and what you know, what do we need to do? And I always say you first need to figure out what is your goal? Why are you on LinkedIn? What are right. you trying to do? Are you selling a product? Are you selling a service? Are you looking to position yourself as a thought leader? Are you looking to find business opportunities? Are you looking for partnerships? You know, and Whatever that goal is, you then need to to think in terms of that goal throughout the rest of your profile, and you want to write it very, very strategically towards that goal. Only then will you find results. Otherwise, you're copying and pasting that resume. People are going to think you're looking for a job. Right. Right, right. And again, because resumes become a static static asset – you can end up with inquiries like this that really just don't fit what you're looking for. So here's yeah, something that exactly. I know. Here's something that I know a lot of our listeners are very interested in. So you have this LinkedIn profile, and I may be jumping ahead here a little bit. So if we need mm-hmm. to take a step back, that's fine too. Uh, they 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 have this LinkedIn profile. They're starting to get the results that they're looking for. They're getting the right people in their mind connecting with them. But a LinkedIn connection is just like a Facebook friend request. It's like, okay, let's be friends. So let's be connections. Uh, what are the steps do you recommend now that you have that person's that, their connection? So they've now taken that first step towards mm-hmm. becoming your prospect or becoming your customer. Uh, how, what we would do to move them in that direction. I mean, it's great that they're a, a connection, but now we actually have to do something with that. Is there a, a sequence we should follow up with them with or something we should say or something we should do? What, what, what's out there? You know, I, I think there's a number of, of different directions you could go. Uh, and, and certainly I do know of a lot of people who, who will, will go into that whole a drip campaign where they're, they're actually actively messaging these people and sending them links and, and asking them questions and keeping them engaged in that way. And that's, that's a fantastic way to go. It, it is also very time-consuming. And so you know, once I'm connected to a person, what, what I like to do is I really like to use LinkedIn in terms of the social aspect of it. And so I'm always updating my status updates. I'm always posting really interesting things that I think people will enjoy. Right. Um, and, you know, and I also go into the, the publishing platform, which is relatively new. 
um, just within uh, the last six months or so. Um, but it's a fantastic way to really get in front of that network because they do get the notification that you published uh, a blog. And it's another way of keeping people engaged and, and letting people know that you're there and, and that you have something to say. So, you know, I believe in, in you know, utilizing the status updates, utilizing the publishing platform. Um, but, but it depends on who you're connecting with. I mean, I, I do also think that endorsing them is a great idea. Writing recommendations is a great idea. Sending them messages and letting them know that you're there and you're thinking of them. These are all great ways to stay in touch and to keep that relationship building. All right, I'm, I'm still with you so far. Uh, what about connecting with them individually? Is there a process we should follow like you know people opt into our opt-in subscriber list we ask you know what is the sequence of emails we should send them is there a sequence of messages we should send well you know it's 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 not as easy adam as when you know we're doing it via email and, right. and you have that that you know autoresponder campaign um, with LinkedIn, it's it's all very much manual. Now, there I do know there are some tools out there that do automate it for you, um, but they are they do go against LinkedIn's terms of service. So you're you're you are taking a risk utilizing them. For uh, um, but, excuse me, for example, because I want to make sure we don't steer our business creators down the wrong path. Mm-hmm. Like, what are so, some examples so, of things that they could you know find themselves on the short end of T and uh, of T and C one? Oh my goodness, there's, there's quite a bit actually. Um, but uh, one of one of the things which I find is is very surprising, and a lot of people um, do it, is they upload a picture of not just themselves, of themselves and their mate, or a picture of their company logo uh, for their per- professional profile picture. Those are all you know known hoes in terms of yeah. the LinkedIn uh, terms oh, of yeah. service. Yeah, um, yeah, you're, you're, right, of, you're right about that one. I mean, Facebook sporadically makes a big deal of what your your personal profile is, but you can get away with something else most of the time. But LinkedIn, they want to see your face. Yeah, it's got to be your face and no one else's face and or no yeah. one's half of a face if you decide to upload that wedding picture and you cut out half of your bride. But um, but in, in terms of uh, the other aspect of it, it's, it's anything that you know automates LinkedIn on the back end, um, like in terms of a bot, anything to that extent. Um, is is considered a no no, right. and so a lot of those messaging where you can message a large amount of people at once uh, that's frowned upon by LinkedIn, and and you can understand it. No no oh, yeah. no one likes spam. It, it's it really doesn't work very well. Um, so so when I say to you, you know, you have to be careful with the one on one. Um, messaging. I, I, certainly you can do it, and I, I think it's great, but I also don't want to lead people down the path that they think that they can manage a thousand, <laughs> a thousand prospects uh, you know, manually on LinkedIn. It might, might get a little difficult. That might be something you want to do more in terms of you know, with Infusionsoft or Aweber, right. you know, one of your, uh, your, your email type of autoresponder campaigns, and use LinkedIn more for the, the social aspect where it, it does, where it is really much more easier to manage. Right. Okay, So, because that's all well and good, and I'd like to circle back to that in a minute, so let's put a bookmark on that. But what I'm looking for is uh, I see a lot of uh, LinkedIn coaches who will share that there's a way you can send a series of messages, and they may be templates, and you customize them for each person a little bit, but like like an engagement sequence. And yeah, you have to have Mm -hmm. somebody who manually sends these to your prospects. But uh, is there something like that out there that you have seen work effectively? There's, 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 a, there's a ton of things that work 
effectively. It just depends on what your what your goals are and, and what your messaging is. Okay. I, I can't you know I can't give you any <laughs> examples off the top of my head. All right. Like I said, I I, I myself I, I prefer to to do that type of messaging outside of LinkedIn. You know, I, I, it's it's just one of those things. It's, it's not it's not the way I I prefer to move forward with LinkedIn. I like to use it more in the so, social aspect, utilizing the status updates, use, utilizing the blogging. You know, making sure that you're branding yourself correctly, making sure that your LinkedIn profile really stands out and 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 doesn't just you know talk about what what you've done, but what you can do and how you can help people. All right, so. Before we get into LinkedIn profiles, because I know that's a big piece of what we want to cover here, and we're about halfway through our time together, I want to pull out that bookmark that I placed just a moment ago, and I want to explore one thing. And uh, and Donna, this is very sad, but I run into this all the time, is I'll be checking my email, and I'll start to get all, find myself on all these newsletters and getting all these broadcasts. And I mm-hmm. know that the reason I'm getting these broadcasts is because somebody connected to me on LinkedIn. You want to know how I know? Because I use a special alias, a special email alias, the only thing that alias is for is logging into LinkedIn. We don't communicate through it. We don't do one-on-ones through it. We don't subscribe to anything through it. So every time I see any marketing email come in, attention to that address, I know they scrape me. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, 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 and they and do that all a, the time, uh, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what I mean, what did and it seems to be especially with LinkedIn. Why does it seem to be especially with LinkedIn? This and I'm not the only person saying this either. No, I, I'm I'm right there with you. So ultimately, what uh, I will expose what it is that they're doing. It's very simple. As soon Please as, do. Uh, they they get new people on. You know, they connect with you. Uh, they'll then go to their connections list, their download the email list. They'll then upload that into, uh, you know. Uh, Mailchimp or Aweber or you know whatever your uh, right. your your email uh, you know tool is, and uh, they'll just immediately just assume that they, you've opted in even though you haven't, and, right. and they'll start you know sending you newsletters and and it's it's ugly it happens I mean I, I get them all the time uh, I I unsubscribe that's that's the way I handle it I just simply unsubscribe um, again it's that's not something that I would ever suggest anyone doing uh, well, good. there are there are those that do um but again it's it's just one of those things and and you know when you see it you can remove that connection if you'd like or you know like i said you just unsubscribe and and uh that typically keeps you off that list you know into the future right right i mean it's not one of those things i really get upset about or spend a lot of mental energy on because it's just silly to try and educate people that don't know any better and technically According to the CAN-SPAM laws here in the United States, it's not illegal to do that. Uh, it may be called spamming, but technically it's not. However, CAN-SPAM also holds that when you email marketing messages to people who have not given proactive consent to receive those messages, who have not taken an action that deems them eligible to receive those messages, uh, you know, per what CAN-SPAM considers to be ethical and correct, you have to add a lot of different things to your emails. Uh, you have to really... Pay attention to your subject lines in ways you otherwise may not have to. You have to make sure that there's wording inside that email that specifically states it's a solicitation, a marketing mm-hmm. message. And most of these things I get sent because I'm connected with somebody on LinkedIn ain't doing it. So they're exposing, they're exposing themselves. 
Oh, yeah. I, 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 every now and then I get an email and it'll say, you know, we just recently connected on LinkedIn. I'd love to add you to my mailing list. You know, would you like to subscribe or, you know, not subscribe? That's fine. And, and I, those, those I like. I, I actually like that. It's like they're giving me that, that option and I can say yes or I can say no. Um, but very few are, are that kind. It's, it's sort of like a, they just sort of drop you into that, into that send, and off you go. It's, it's yeah, hard. yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, as long as they truly are asking the question, as long as they're not pulling the little game of, you know, if you'd like to continue to receive these, do nothing, and we'll continue to send them to you. That's not consent. Yeah, that, somebody, no, that somebody, somebody once, somebody once tried to tell me that's consent, and I said, well, if that's if that's consent, I hate to think what denial is in your world. Uh, what can you do? Well, not nothing, not nothing really. I mean, I, uh, I mean, when I'm when I'm in a picky kind of mood, I have a a standard message that I'll copy paste into the "Why did you unsubscribe?" box uh, that it, where I say as nicely as possible, they really shouldn't be doing this, and they're probably not experiencing the results they deserve. But uh, you know, what you've exposed to us by showing us the process is how easy it is, and why it seems to happen all the time, particularly with LinkedIn. And everybody is listening. If you're thinking about doing that to me. Bear in mind, you are instantly busted because I use an alias to log into LinkedIn that I only use for logging into LinkedIn because I have web hosting. I know how to create this thing called a forwarding alias. The sends a notification. That's a, that's, a, that's a great tip, Adam, yeah, to, to yeah. use that type of an alias. Or, or I mean, even even if you don't even want to get that complicated, just just go to Gmail and create a new email address. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, if you want to, if you want to do that, that's another option too. But, but the way but the way that login alias is set up, you can tell by the way the alias is worded that it's probably something I'm using just for LinkedIn to track what's happening off LinkedIn. I have one for Facebook. I have one for Twitter. I have one for Instagram. I have one for Pinterest. And I have one for every other platform that I've lodged space with that I haven't used yet. Mm. So I know what you're doing. <laughs> so uh, halfway through here, and I wanted to expose some of the evils, and I wanted to help people understand why these things are happening and what you can do about it. Let's turn to some positives. Uh, where, what do people need to do with their LinkedIn profiles to really stand out, not only in the LinkedIn search engine, but also in the hearts and minds of their visitors and prospects? Sure. So, so in terms of let's let's go with the the search engine aspect of it first. You really do want to think in terms of how a person would be trying to find you, you know, especially if they didn't know your name. What what keywords would they use if they were trying to find someone like you? Right. And you do want to be very strategic and you want to make sure that you you recognize what those terms are and then you make sure those those words are are sprinkled throughout your profile. Now, there are ways of abusing it. Undoubtedly, I mean, you could use, you know, just keep saying the same word over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, but that's obnoxious. And when a person does click and they look at your profile and they see that, uh, they're immediately turned off. So you, you do want to think in, think strategically, make sure you know the keywords a person would use and, and make sure you utilize them in a natural, organic type of way. And that's right. going to help make sure that you do, you know, boy to the top of, of the search engine results. Right. So, so definitely do some keyword research and, and utilize those keywords. Um, in, in terms of the hearts and minds of people, you know, I think there's, there's a few places that are, are really, really significant on LinkedIn. Um, one, you want to make sure that you have a great LinkedIn profile picture. And I always say to people, you know, don't just 
take one, don't just take a selfie. You know, go to a professional photographer and get a really good professional headshot because a photographer is going to make you look good and it's, it's the way you're going to be really presenting yourself to the world and, and you want to be seen in the best light. Right. So, so definitely a, a really strong, really good headshot is, is really important. It's important to have a great headline. Um, the headline that comes to fault with LinkedIn is just your job title and your, your most current company. And that, I mean, that's not, a, that's not a headline, right? That doesn't compel anyone to read more. It's just a job title. It's kind of boring. Right. But you have a chance to go in there and edit it and really make it something that's interesting. And so, you know, what I say to people is make sure that this is, um, that not only does it, you know, say who you are and how you help, you want it to be a bit of a benefit statement. You also want to infuse those keywords in there as well because that will also help your profile perform better. Now it's very hard for me to say to people, oh, here, you know, let me. This is the key to a great-looking headline. I always say, look, go to my my website, visit LinkedIn-makeover.com, download my my ebook, uh, the LinkedIn Headline Generator. It's on the sidebar, um, and that will walk you through in, in five easy steps, you know, to get a really great, easy, sexy <laughs> LinkedIn headline. So that's that's so I guess my step number three. And the next one is you want to really think in terms of your summary. And that's the area that, that's your introduction. And you want it to be in first person. A lot of times people like to write in third person. But, you know, LinkedIn is a social network and it's, it's a social platform. And, you know, when you write in third person, there's nothing more impersonal and, and unsocial about that. So you want to write in first person. You want it to be conversational. You really want it to, to deliver your elevator pitch, you know, who you are and how you help people. And, and you really want to expose why you do what you do. What is your passion? Why, you know, why, are, why did you choose this path? And you know, how, can you, how can you help people? You know, when people read your summary, they want to know what's in it for them. And so I often say, don't just write what you want to say. Write what your target audience needs to hear. Right, right. You know, um, you know, you just in what you said, I know my LinkedIn profile may need a little bit of updating too, because mine speaks largely in the third person, as a matter of fact, and it is very strong on the key words. So the point is, you can always do some updates on your LinkedIn profile, and I'm in the process of doing mine as well. So that goes back to what we said earlier, is that your LinkedIn profile, unlike a resume, is a dynamic document. You can always change it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it should reflect who you are right now, you know, right here and right now. And and people often say, well, how, how often should I update my LinkedIn profile? And I believe that you really should update your LinkedIn profile with, with a lot of frequency. And, and what I mean by that is at least a couple times a month, go in there and, and just keep it fresh. I mean, you don't have to change a lot, but, you know, remove a period and, and add it back in. Um, but, you know, the, the, when LinkedIn sees that you're making changes to your profile, it's going to read as, as being fresher. And, ah. and LinkedIn promotes those profiles ahead of profiles that haven't been touched in, you know, three months or three years. So definitely keep it fresh in terms of just just editing it even even slightly, but you know at least every three months you should sit down and say to yourself, okay, what have I done? What is different? What is new? Have I have I spoken in front of any new groups? Have I have I given you know uh, interviews on any new at any new uh, media outlets? Have I you know started any new you know partnerships? You know whatever it is, you know recognize what it is and 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 utilize LinkedIn capture it okay 
Yeah, that that's that's very good too. So in other words, it sounds sort of like uh, search engine marketing and search engine optimization, where uh, part of the way to maintain your relevance is just go in and update it every now and then. Now that's that's not yeah. a bad idea, and it's you know pretty good for all of us. Because think about every every three months, if you want to use that as a benchmark, you probably had some new clients, you probably have some new success stories, you probably have some new stuff to share, you've had some experiences with some recent work, you may be trying some new things, uh, maybe find tune your target audience a little bit and there's no reason why you shouldn't be tweaking for that i think those are all very strong ideas yeah absolutely okay um and actually uh you know donna i'm gonna have you do something for me here real quick uh what we're sure. we're you know right here at uh, help my website sell.com we have a course called the discussion group game mastery blueprint and what mm-hmm. that's all about is how to grow your business using discussion groups, either participating in discussion groups owned by others or starting your own discussion group in, on platforms like Facebook and LinkedIn. So in what ways do you see LinkedIn discussion groups as being an effective way to build your brand and grow your business? Since I have you here, I figure we might as well pick your brain on this one. Sure. And I have my own group that I started yep. uh, a number of years ago called Profile Makeover. And I've, I've, got, I've got a number of, uh, thinking maybe three to 5,000 group members. Right. And it, it is. It, it really is a fantastic way to keep in touch with that community um, and, and to keep them engaged. And it's a, it's a great platform to post updates and, and really just talk with people. Um, you know, the one thing that I, I find with LinkedIn is a lot of times people will say, oh, you know, I want to start a group. And what I often say is, look, rather than starting a group, you know, go in and see if there's already a group that's been created. Right. Because it's, as you know, it's not easy to get Oh, traction. no. Oh, no. And, yeah, it, and it's, it's hard to keep that traction, too. I mean, we're in the process of revitalizing our LinkedIn discussion groups. We have two of them. We're in the process of revamping those, uh, you know, in line with yeah. our new objectives with our business, because we've had some shifts in terms of what we're looking to attract and what we're looking to offer the world, which is great. And I'm seeing a lot of the LinkedIn discussion groups that I belong to up until now uh, are kind of dying off a little bit. So you have to bear in mind that every so often you need to prune your discussion group list. If there's a group mm-hmm. that seems dead, drop it and find a new group. And inside our course, yeah. you know, we teach how to use the LinkedIn search engine to find the groups you're looking for based on your keywords. Yeah, and, and you know, check, see what else is out there. And, and if there is a group that's already active that's, you know, that has membership, you know, become active in that group. Become a thought leader within that group. You don't necessarily have to start from scratch because it takes time and it takes effort. And yes, it might be free, but your time is certainly not free. So, you know, right. definitely, I think with, with LinkedIn, I, I always say um, you can join up to 50 groups on LinkedIn. That's join right. all 50 groups. Join all 50 groups. However, I want you to join those groups because it allows you to, you know, uh, be connected. Those those members are are added to your network, which enhances um, getting found and finding others. But you know, in terms of the group discussions, you know, choose two or three groups that you're really passionate about. 
And those are the groups to, to become a part of and, and to join in on those discussions. I think it's right. almost impossible to really be active in more than, I, I, would, I would say five, but I actually think it's less than that. If, if, you have, if, you're, if you're a successful business person, you don't have that much time. So mm-hmm. That's very, that's you've very gotta, true. <laughs> you've got to be careful and you've got to choose them well and, and make sure there's the, the, it's the right demographic and there's the right activity level. Right, right. What we also teach in our discussion group, Game Mastery Blueprint, is that uh, is you really only can handle a small handful of discussion groups. You may belong to more than that, but you really need to vet very carefully and figure out which ones are going to get you the most bang for the buck when you, you know, follow our engagement strategy the way we show you how to do it. I mean, I've built my business almost entirely through networking and discussion groups. I've never spent money for Facebook advertising. I've done some public speaking, list building, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. A big piece of what we've done to grow this business, if you're asking me the number one strategy, is participation in discussion groups, uh, which is tied with my LinkedIn efforts. Fantastic. Stuff that's stuff that's free to me. I mean, that's I mean, how how can you beat that? So here's I'd like to shift gears a little bit. And I, I love when these episodes become freewheeling, free for all conversations where we get to explore a lot of different things, which is why I encourage everybody to go back to iTunes and listen to the podcast on this so you can hear it again for more profound mastery and understanding. Uh, I was in a conversation just the other day, some people expressing some dissatisfaction. Um, this, this was posted by a woman I know, and turns out that some of her friends feel the same way about this. They go on LinkedIn to network for business, and they got all these guys hitting on them. Uh, <laughs> now, and I had to put it just like that because that's how it came across. And I personally shared in the discussion that I have had at least three women who I was interested in develop an interest in me in that way because as part of using the social networks to find out exactly who this guy was that they were going out with, they checked out my LinkedIn profile and become very became very impressed by who I am and what I have to offer. So, hey, LinkedIn is a pickup tool. Why not? I mean, uh, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm not using LinkedIn like a dating site, but if women are looking at this thing and they're getting interested in me because of it, well, I certainly want a little bit more of that. And I think that everybody wants a little bit more out in the world of what makes them attractive to whatever it is they're trying to attract, business or personal. But um, on the other hand, I do agree with my friend's point that if you're messaging somebody through any type of business type social network because you're trying to pick them up, so to speak, I think you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Uh, what are your, you know, yeah, what are your you thoughts to... on that and what do you do about it? <laughs> I think you've got to proceed with caution because I think there's, there's nothing worse than having, you know, someone, uh, you know, contact you wanting to set up a time to network and have coffee and, and uh, their 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 interests are slightly different than picking your brain about business. Right. That's 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 never a good thing. Um, but no, I I I too have have gotten emails from people on on LinkedIn who you know like who said, oh, you're you're a lovely lady. I'd love to meet you. <laughs> you know, outside of work, and it's 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 flattering. Um, but you do have to recognize that you know the LinkedIn's platform is that one that's professional. It's for your career. And and certainly I think people might check you out there if they're looking to check you out elsewhere, you know, mm-hmm. certainly. Um, you know, and, and use that to your to your uh, to your favor. I'm not but, saying yeah, no. I, I'm not saying no. Yeah. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I, 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 I I think I, I told you this earlier, but 
you know, I, I found my husband on eHarmony. So I'm, okay. I'm all for those online dating sites. And, and I remember shortly after meeting him, I did, in fact, attempt to look him up on LinkedIn. And lo and behold, he did not have a LinkedIn profile. Uh-oh. And I will even tell you a, a, a almost embarrassing secret. Uh, the man that I've been married to for over a year and a half now still doesn't have a LinkedIn profile. Test, test. Test, test. Well, what can you, what can you, what can you do? I mean, you, I mean, there's a couple things that you know, I want to get your thoughts on this. You have to think about whenever we worry about these types of things. And yeah, it's a very legitimate concern. Somebody, uh, you know, sets up well, uh, something under the pretenses of it being a business meeting, but really they're looking to make a move on you. I mean, and there, and there's, two, Never there's yeah, there's two, there's two things that we need to think about here. And I know this because I, I have a client who's a, uh, a leading expert authority in the, in the seduction and pickup industry. And even mm-hmm. he'll, even he'll say it. If you go out in the world, because he, he teaches men how to succeed with women. If you go out in the world with the idea that tonight I'm going to go picking up chicks or, or where are the best places to score or something like that, you're doing it all wrong because anything you do when you're in that mindset and you're in that mode is going to come across as thirsty and awkward. What you look to do is to make attracting people, whether it's business, personal, what have you, just a natural part of who you are and what you do. And we can translate that very easily to sales. I mean, do you not also get yeah. uh, inquiries on LinkedIn that are just obviously someone trying to push you to do business with them? And how does that make you feel? Well, you know, I, I so, so thoroughly agree because one of the things that, you know, I, I often hear, you know, people will say, you know, I, I got on LinkedIn and, and now I'm, you know, where's that job opportunity? Where's those leads? Where are those prospects? You know, right. and they look at LinkedIn in, in, in a form of, I want to take from it. And, you know, and I think along, exactly alongside what you've just said, it's, I always say, look, don't go on LinkedIn with a thought of taking. Go on LinkedIn with a thought of giving. You want to inspire. You want to educate. You want to help. You want to give advice. You want to mentor. You want to inspire people. And when you do good and you're giving on LinkedIn, that's when really good things come back and 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 you know allow you to find the right success. Because you know, people people are they're uncomfortable when you're when you when you're trying to take from them. They don't want right. to give if they, if you if they've never received from you in the past. So I'm I'm totally with you there. I think it's it's a very good point that you make. Right, right, absolutely, absolutely. So, and and again, you know, I, I say the exact same thing. The more you give, the more you get. Particularly when it comes to anything in the social space, uh, the power of reciprocity is multiplied exponentially. Particularly on LinkedIn, I've always focused on giving, giving, and giving. And when people start giving me the hard push about when are you ready to invest and when are you ready to do something together, to me, if anything feels propositional, you're doing it wrong. Because if you're using if you're using the principles of persuasion in your marketing and your communications, the ultimate goal is to make it feel like it's the other person's idea. Yeah. So so whether yeah. so whether you get them to the point where they bring it up first, or where by the time you bring it up, they wonder what took you so long. That's where you want to be, not uh, where you're springing the question on them like, "Here's the pen, here's the paper. Let's put this on the dotted line. Let's get it going." They should be saying, "Where's the contract? I want to sign." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that that, that 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 that's a good rule of thumb. If you have to offer them a contract, you probably didn't persuade effectively enough. But on the other hand, if they're saying, "Okay, so is there like a paper I have to sign or something?" where they're asking you, then 
now you've done the right thing because they have basically converted and they've and they've basically persuaded themselves they want to do business with you. I had them I had a call like that just this morning where the, it started with the guy asking, "Well, where's the paperwork?" And I hadn't even sent him paperwork yet. He was so ready to do business with me, he assumed that I had sent him paperwork and he had missed it in the mail. Wow. And awesome. in my mind, we hadn't even gotten to that stage yet because I still had questions about what that paperwork was going to say. So <laughs> I did a, I did a really good job there, and that's, and that's a good problem to have. Yeah, absolutely. Right, right. So so tell you what, we have about uh, four minutes left here. I know this time has just flown by. We may have to have you back here sometime in the relative near future. And for everybody listening, uh, you know, I just want to say, you know, listen to this on iTunes again and Consume it for more profound understanding because there's so much we covered in this very short time together. Donna, if you could please uh, just let our business creators know um, how you can serve them and how they can get more from you related to the topic of LinkedIn profiles. Sure. So I, I think for for your listeners, it's it's important to recognize you know, people are researching you. They are looking at you and they want to form an opinion and, and they're looking yes. for you to help them decide how to think about you. And one of the places that they are going to visit is your LinkedIn profile. Yes. And this is, this is a chance to really control how people perceive you. It's a way of getting people to feel confident and comfortable and interested in you. It's a way of really helping your credibility and helping your credence. And it's, it's a place where you don't want to simply copy and paste your resume or a bio or the about page on your company's website. This is right. really a place to talk about who you are and how you help. And we all know it's it's hard. It's really hard to find the time. Uh, and it's really hard to just sit down and write about yourself. You know, we sit so close, we don't even know our own strengths. We don't even know what really differentiates us. Right. And so that's where my company comes in. And we'll work with you. We're going to interview you. We're going to talk to you. We're going to learn what is that professional story and, you know, what makes you different? What, you know, what is it that you, you have that's, that's, you know, really gets people to sit up and, 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 and take interest in you. And we'll then craft a profile that speaks to those strengths, speaks to your goals, and, and converts. And we'll even review it with you and answer questions that you have about LinkedIn. It's, it's a true end-to-end process. Uh, and you can learn more by visiting linkedin-makeover.com. Awesome, awesome. Well, for everybody listening, uh, this has been Donna Serdula teaching us about LinkedIn profiles, and we ended up covering a lot of other things too. So, Donna, thank you again so much for taking time out of what I know is your extremely busy schedule to slum it out with us business creators for just a minute. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It has been so much fun. I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Adam. Yeah, certainly. Now, for everybody listening, you know, do take a moment to check out your LinkedIn profiles. This is very important. And look for opportunities where you may be able to optimize these further. In the past hour, we've given you a lot of great resources. We've given a lot of great information that you can use to work towards using LinkedIn, not only as a social network, but also as a search engine. You have to bear in mind, LinkedIn has a search engine, not only for people, but also for companies, interests, and groups. And over the past few years, especially, LinkedIn has really come into its own as a powerful platform for helping you find more of the visitors, prospects, and customers that you want to attract in your business. 
So once again, uh, this is Adam Homie. I am the host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Please check us out, our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com and subscribe to us on iTunes, where we help business creators like you win at the game of business and marketing. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.